Welcome to the Songwriter Connection Podcast, where we look at the craft of songwriting through the eyes of the songwriter. Each week, we make a connection with a music maker, listen to their songs, and hear their stories. From Nashville, Tennessee, here's your host, Dave Lenahan. And that would be me. How you doing? Thanks for the listen. It's good to have you with us. For Songwriter Connection, this is season three. We're on episode number 10 already. And um, glad to have you. And we've got some great guests for you today. I can't wait to make the connection. Uh, and we'll be introducing you just a little bit. I have to thank a local sponsor, though, if we will. Uh, Mark Allen Barnett Songwriter Tours right here in Nashville. And Mark's a great guy. Been around a long time. Um, yes. Let's hear it for him. Mark, uh, you know, he... Um, he is quite a mentor and a teacher of the craft of songwriting. I know he, he's taught me so much over the years about performance. I'm always used to performing behind the mic, not in front of people. So he helped me with that. And he can help you too. He, you know, he says he can up your game three to five years in just one day. So if you're visiting Nashville, you can book a Mark Allen Barnett songwriter tour. And here's the kind of things that he'll work with you on. Creation of the song, pr- presentation of the song live and recorded. He'll get you playing out there in Nashville. Network, he'll, he'll meet, you, you'll meet with people in the industry and talk about the business as well. Uh, so, I mean, he does line-by-line critiques. He'll write songs with you. Uh, it's an amazing tour to be a part of. And... Um, Mark does a wonderful job. So uh, for more information on that, look up Mark Allen Barnett, M-A-R-C-Allen is A-L-A-N, and Barnett is B-A-R-N-E-T-T-E, Mark Allen Barnett. Google him, you'll find him. You'll also find him on Facebook. Uh, there's MarkAllenBarnett.com, because after all, you don't choose music, music chooses you, right? Mark yes. Allen Barnett yeah. tours. Yeah, he's a great guy. Love him. Uh, been a guest on this podcast uh, many times. Well, three times anyway. Nice. And so it's always a pleasure to have him. Yeah. Nice. Our guest today, I'm, I'm just so thrilled to, to have two lovely ladies with us. We have Kim McLean with us and Eve Sellis. Thank yeah. you for coming on the show. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Yes. We always like to start with a song, and people are going to love your harmonies and things. So Ooh. would you start with one for us? Let's do it. This mm-hmm. is one that Eve and I wrote together. You talk about it. Yeah, we wrote this. Singing, we wrote well, it for we you. wrote this, yes. Mm-hmm. We wrote this um, with Mark. Twang, T-W-A-N-G, Mark Twang, in uh, San Diego on one of the trips. I just moved from San Diego to Nashville about a year and a half ago. Uh, But when we wrote the song, I was still living there, and Kim was out visiting and touring with us, and we we sat down and wrote this in Mark's living room. And I love singing this song, and I hardly ever get to sing it with Kimmy, and now we get to sing it all the time. What? I know. I love it how a song gets a life of its own and kind of raises its hand. Yes. And this, uh, you know. I agree. And the song, it's called it's called This Is Home. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because now I have a new home in Nashville. Oh. And so, you know, they say home is where the heart is. Yes, it is. Which I believe is a true statement. Mm-hmm. Also, home is where you are. Oh. Yes. Right? Yeah. So when I'm here in Nashville, I'm here, I'm home. And when I'm back in San Diego visiting family, I'm home because yeah. I'm there, right? So we're here in your living room. Oh, did we mention we're moving in? Yeah, that's fine. This is home, too. It's a very nice home. (laughs) Thank you. Good to have you around the dining room table as we say on the show. So, This is home. Yeah. I've had a good life. I don't regret where I've been. Though I have no desire to go back and do it all again Things I once wanted don't mean so 
much to me now Here in this moment Looking in your eyes I have no doubt This is home This is real A place I trust A place I feel It's innocence It's who we are I am reborn In your arms It's who I am Because I know This is home This is home The way you touch me Faithful song of your voice It keeps me believing And echoes through the clashing noise There were scars on my soul Somehow you kissed them all away You are my refuge And this bird will never fly away Listening to the Songwriter Connection podcast, I think I've got a new theme song. This is home because the show it originates in my home here. Yeah, there you go. Oh, that's great. Thank Yay. you. Our guests are Kim McLean and uh, Eve Sellis. Just a little background on our uh, two wonderful guests today. Kim is a hit songwriter. She's got a uh, Dove Award uh, uh, gospel, best gospel song under her belt. She's got awards from uh, ASCAP and uh, NSAI, uh, Grammy nominations and Juno nominations. She is a great producer, a studio musician, a fantastic songwriter, written for uh, lots of big publishers here in town. Um, her songs have been recorded. And this is an old bio, so I'm sure it's a lot more than this than, than right now. 
now, but it's just like over 400 songs recorded. Probably more than that now, right? A few. <laughs> yeah, you've got a few. And for a lot of different artists, too. Yeah. Well, it's a living. You know. Yeah, it's a living. <laughs> good to have you here. It's Looking forward to, to talking to you more. Dave. Any of you came originally from San Diego? Yes. Yes. Big career out there? Yes. I have a career. I had a career. Well, I still have. Wait, what? Um, <laughs> you know, I just actually, before I moved, I got nominated. I have, um, I'm in the San Diego Music Hall of Fame. That's fantastic. Woo-hoo! And I'm like, but I'm not done yet. <laughs> but wait. But it's okay because this is what happens when yeah. you pray and you ask God mm-hmm. for new musical experiences. And he goes, I've got something. I'm going to move you all the way <laughs> back to Nashville. Yeah. How about that? How about that? <laughs> so, yes, San Diego I, Music Awards, and I've been touring over the world, and Kim and I have toured awesome. all over the place, and yeah. uh, 12 CDs out, so life yeah. is good. Well, I, I saw something like um, over 2 million uh, streams, and, yeah. and, and that's that's fantastic. You know, in, <laughs> in my day, uh, when we were talking records, that's double platinum, so uh, hey that's that's a big accomplishment. So Where, Where's my where's my, my Yeah, you need a plaque. With I need gold. my plaque, right? <laughs> yeah. And that is something she doesn't ever say, but I love this. She has, they have an Eve Celis Day. They had an Eve Celis Day in San Diego. <laughs> yes. Really? That's now, that's when you know you've made it, right? That's right. I, know, I just thought that I know awesome. it. That's fantastic. <laughs> I know it. Congratulations so. on that. And I've off, and I've told you this, and I and and I will say it again uh, here on the podcast, so people will know this is not a video podcast, unfortunately. But people need to see you perform because you are an amazing performer. Not just a, a tremendous voice, but your expressions, your um, uh, the way you 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 gesture, you just yeah. you draw the crowd in. And although it's uh, uh, Kim is beautiful, and it's hard not to look at her. I can't take my eyes off of you <laughs> when you're performing because you just are so animated. So you're amazing. It's not fa- thank you. Yeah. It's not fair. Kim's got her hands full yeah, on the she's guitar, got the guitar playing she can't and stuff. Do but she can two step while she plays. I've seen it. Um, <laughs> That's a trick. <laughs> that is a trick. Yeah. And thank you for that. Yeah. yeah. I, I you know what I love getting up in front of an audience and just um to, to use one of Kim's phrases and uh, that she's coined, at least as far as I know, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, love them with the song. Yeah. 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 Just, oh, it just flows. Well, I love that. And that's why when you're animated, you're you're not doing that to be theatrical. Yeah. And that's why there, there wasn't an Eve Sellis Day because Eve <coughs> tooted her own horn. There yeah. was an Eve Sellis Day because she's loved them with a song oh. and they wanted to return that love. I love And it that. was really obvious. It didn't... No, right? I'm going to cry too. It fantastic. wasn't a big PR thing. And yeah. if you had been there when that was... I saw it online, but... I wish I was. You, you felt that. You knew oh. that that was the reason. Mm. And that was neat. Oh, that is so neat. I love you. Oh, <laughs> she's amazing. She's one of my best friends. Oh, I can see that. I'll give you five bucks later. <laughs> And Kim, of course, is a fantastic mentor, too. Oh, Kim, yes. Kim teaches the craft um, in the industry at Trevecca University here in I Nashville. Do. And that's got to be a thrill for you, uh, working yes. with young talent like that every day. They're amazing. Yeah. Good good spirit, good good vibes. Yeah. Good purpose. Bet. Love them with an education. Yeah. There you go. Love and Kim an wrote education. the curriculum. So and you wrote the that. curriculum. I, I helped write it. I wrote it with my dean of the... But yes, he, uh-huh. he allowed me to work... Uh, very, very hands-on with that, and to to really craft that curriculum. So that's, yeah, that's fantastic. So that's just great. I love having you both here. You sound Thanks. so good together. How did y'all hook up? How, how did how did that oh, work out? Oh, we've got a great story. Yeah, no, no you tell um, them. It uh, we met the day okay. after nine eleven. Oh boy! So mm. I had flown here on the tenth, and mm. I had gone. 
with um, Dennis Lord. He was at CSAC. I'm with CSAC. He took me around to all these different publishers. I'd never done this before where you sit in there and they pitch you songs mm-hmm. and you say, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh-uh, uh-uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know, you're Take just, yes, one. no, yes, no. Yeah. And they made you a, a CD and you walked out with songs and, and nice. um, you tell them kind of what your your vibe is and I was always like, well, I tell everybody my vibe is Roadhouse Rock and they're like, well, what's that? And they're like, well, it's rock and country. I love and- that. <laughs> you know, we talk a lot about genres here yeah. and, and how I hate them uh, but when you create your own like that, uh, yeah. I love it. I, I love yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I used to tell people I was the queen of Roadhouse Rock and they're yeah. like, oh, Okay. Yeah, we were nobody. <laughs> yeah, nobody even said anything. She must be. <laughs> I love be telling the truth. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I got here on the tenth, and we did that. And then the next day was. Oh uh, yeah, left. and there's no flying and out. It, no, you know, it yeah. was. We were stuck here for a week. My, my guitar player Mark and I were here. Mm. It was terrifying. As you will all remember, where we were, yeah. we all remember how scary the whole thing was. I'll never forget. And the next night, we had already had this set up through ASCAP. Kim's with ASCAP. Um, Mm-hmm. Uh, Ralph Murphy had set up a, a round oh, for Ralph us, Murphy. and um, I know, yeah. I know, yeah. and I, I was terrified. I'm like, sh- should we go? Should we even still do this? It was. Yeah. We were all so scared, and we decided to go. And there was only about ten people there, mm-hmm. but it was one of the best things, best decisions of our lives. Mainly, in in my opinion, is because it was so healing yeah. to just be around other people and to sing and the songs and the music. Yeah, but. Kim was on the round. And so we're up there and then she plays on. I'm like, boy, that song sounds familiar. Because <laughs> she then, wrote it. <laughs> I but, but I had been pitched. She, a bunch mm-hmm. of her songs had been pitched to me the day before. Okay. And I didn't even know it. So wow. it took me a week to get home. And Sorry, this know. is such a long story. But once I no, got back, I had like 150 songs. I narrowed them down to like, well, if Nashville's not going to let me sing my songs, there better be songs that I feel like I could have written. Mm-hmm. And out of 10 songs, three of them were hers. Wow. And so I That's called something. her and said, and we just kind of hit it off and I said I'm looking for a producer and so we, she produced she's a great her. producer I don't know yeah told me tell me mm-hmm. anyway so the rest is her story and our story her, her story <laughs> her story and our story it's and a, it's uh, we've been friends for story. 20 years now yeah. I know I just want to backtrack for folks that um, are just learning the craft and, and don't know some of the terms we talk about CSAC uh, there's uh, PROs and that's those, those publishing right organizations and they collect your royalties and, and what's due to you and uh, so the main ones are BMI and ASCAP we talk about uh, Kim's an ASCAP writer I'm BMI and you are CSAC well, I or, moved, not anymore did you Dennis move over? Dennis Lord talked me into moving to CSAC and then he C-Sac. left and then he left you <laughs> <laughs> no, dirty dog but we're all in the family now so. oh good good so you're both CSAC I love both writers. they're all yeah. good and they're more of an exclusive uh, group you gotta be invited you gotta in you got be invited right? in yeah mm-hmm. so but they're very good and they really take care of their writers awesome yeah so. yeah that's cool just a little bit of background on that right yeah, that's good because uh, people always ask what that what that is. What and yeah. why do I need that? Why do you need that? Yeah, it's like, well, your, if your stuff gets played. You want to get paid for it. You do. Yes, you do. It's important. Yeah. At least that's half of your money. The rest is mechanicals. So mechanicals. They, they only pay the performance royalty. And just to, to to piggyback on that, the mechanicals are 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 the songs that that you sell. Um, you know, and people aren't buying a lot of CDs and vinyls doing well again. Yes. Uh, fortunately for that. But uh, so it's all, you know, uh, airplay and, and, you know, streaming and streaming things like that. One quarter uh, of a penny per yeah, spin or whatever. And we can get into that because I know, Kim, you're uh, really uh, talking about you know, um, developing a new plan. Uh, we need to come up with a new plan and we need to talk about that uh, a little bit uh, later on down the line because it is kind of unfair the way things are distributed today. But anyway, I want to talk about your background. You came uh, to Nashville from North Carolina, correct? I did. Yeah. Um, and um, what brought you? What was the what was the draw for you? 
obviously songwriting, but I mean, had you been taking trips to Nashville before or just decide, I'm going there and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it? I took one trip. My grandmother wrote songs. Did she? And she had two songs that were almost used on the Lawrence Welk show. Oh, right. so, wow. So when I was five years old and she was teaching me piano and she could improvise and read music. So she would play Chopin wow. and What a Friend We Have in Jesus and Boogie Woogie. <laughs> she, like you do. So she taught me all of these. So I never made a distinction in my mind between, oh, this is classical, this is composition, oh, this is improvisation, and this is songwriting. It's all music to me. See. It's all just how you communicate. Yeah, and that's what we always talk about. Yeah, it's very important mm-hmm. just, just, uh, to understand that, and that's yeah. why I'm allowed. That's what I love to teach my students at Treveca, because Treveca has a very, you know, they have the classical training and they have the commercial music, and I'm, mm-hmm. you know, Bach was just a songwriter. He was, <laughs> yeah, a great so, one, a uh, great one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But when I would practice piano and I would see my grandmother's, um, she played a Kimball spinet piano, so it even had. Part of my name on it, you know. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. And uh, the sheet music, it was fascinating. When she had had sheet music done to one of the songs that she wrote for the World War II soldiers when they came home. Because oh, that's my so dad right. was born in uh, 1941, and she would just weep and talk about writing this song. Mm-hmm. And so um, she taught me about that, and I knew that I wanted to have my name on sheet music when I grew up. <laughs> oh, wow. And that dream never changed from ever yeah uh but by the time i was uh in my 20s um and i had written about a hundred songs i had i got married i had two little girls i was the songs just started flowing 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 Mm. and i I remember being 14 years old uh home in greensboro was blow drying my hair one day and i mean it's so specific i can just go back to that moment and and i felt uh, the Holy Spirit or God, the muse, say, mm-hmm. pray for the gift of songwriting. Align this. Connect this. W- w- just embrace this. Wow. I literally put down the dryer and went to my room because back then I thought you have to kneel to pray if it's going to count. <laughs> 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 I've since read Brother Lawrence and I've learned differently. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so I went and I prayed and God, please give me the gift of songwriting. Mm. Amen. <laughs> and then sometimes shortly after that, in my 14th year, I wrote a song. Wow. And then took another six months or so, I wrote another one. And I thought you had to wait for them to, to just catch you off guard. Yeah. But I, be, I was watching Merv Griffin one day right after the Brady Bunch eating chocolate pound cake that my mother had made. Mm. <laughs> all the images are so, it's so visceral for it me how this like, all I came together. Yeah. Uh, because there were moments of lightning strikes. These were yes. the lightning strikes in my own soul and my own being. Yes. And uh, Carol Bayer, Sager, Sager Bayer, Carol, <laughs> yes. a songwriter. Her. Yes. A professional songwriter was on there like, <gasps> It's a thing. It's not just you can really do this. Yeah, Yeah, like this is a a career, and I realized it wasn't a hobby that because my grandmother just it seemed like a hobby, right? And women didn't have all that. So, uh, and I listened to her talk about the songs, and she was talking about them the way I felt about them. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have any burning desire to be an artist and sing. Um, Even I talk about that a lot. Are you? Do you write because you sing, or do you sing because you write? 
Um, Good question. And, that's a, and, uh, and I knew, I've always known that I sing because I write. Mm. Because I want everyone to sing my songs and I want the chance to sing them too. But I don't mm. want to be... Gosh, I feel the same way. And that's such a good point. It's a, it yeah. really is. It's important to know what your, what yes. your, your core being yeah. is. And uh, so I, I started writing songs on purpose. And there wasn't a lot of literature out there. Mm-hmm. And someone called and asked me to write a song for their wedding. And that was my first ever song prompt. And I I think I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> so I wrote the song. I've got an idea. Yeah. I met with them. I got their story. I crafted a song around the story. And mm. and they loved it. And I was, it, 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 oh, God had answered my prayer. It was all, it was all. The rest is history, as they say. And yeah. by the time I had about 100 songs, it was a, an, a happy mix of Christian and country because it was my world. You write what you know. Right. I didn't know. This sounds very naive, and I'm not exaggerating. I was a housewife. Uh-huh. I wasn't planning to have a career. I just was going to write songs. Uh-huh. So I, uh, uh, when I moved to Nashville, it, it, I didn't realize it was a, a music business, like a whole yeah. It's a business. It's an industry. I couldn't connect that language with the language of, a lot of songwriting. Can't. I didn't understand yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the stones just lit up before me, and I stepped with the next stone that lit up. Mm-hmm. And my stepmother worked for an ad agency for a guy who used to live in Nashville and went to church with a guy who became my first publisher. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> who is actually Woody Bomar. Woody Bomar. Very yeah. well known in the industry. Very well known. And, uh, Google him. <laughs> and uh, he's, he, w- he was my first publisher and my last publisher. Wow. Out of six, six or seven publishing, I think six publishing deals. Mm-hmm. Little Big Town was his first. He signed me as a developing writer. I came to Nashville. I played him three songs at a time. Wow. And uh, he liked them. He signed me a month after I moved here. and wow. I, And it was just... I met your friend. I was so shy. I don't. I, I no. There's a reason Eve is the artist and I'm the writer. <laughs> and but I could do okay in the one-on-one meetings. And oh, she's come a long he, way in 20 years. I yeah, come baby, come you can do it. I push her out there. She's like, all right, I'll do it. No, yeah, she's amazing. Personality has been a little bit more exposed, but <laughs> so it took radio to do that for me. I was shy growing oh, up. Oh yeah, yeah. Good to hide behind that let me ask you this it was so it's more of a calling for you kim right it yes. sounds like it was a yeah. calling, calling for you, a vocation. Yeah. yeah and everything goes yeah. through goes from that everything that's happened to me is from that yeah and you know um the other thing that struck me when you were talking you were talking about how it was you didn't think about genres you thought it was just music was music right, yes. right. so um the hardest question i ever get and i was just asked this the other night thursday was playing out and they said well, what kind of music do you play what kind of music do you play kim did you love that question? Uh, no, I hate that. What do you, what do you play? <laughs> I play good music. That's exactly I play what good I say. Music. <laughs> well, hopefully, I play good music. Yeah. Well, yeah. I that's the student. You know, when I'm teaching at Treveca, and mm-hmm. I just gave this lecture yesterday. In uh-huh. fact, I said. Go ahead and figure out your answer to what are your influences because yes, that's the first question. What are your influences? Yes. yes. And then what is your genre? Because songwriters can yeah. never answer that. No. Well, that's one of the reasons I like the Americana because it's like I an umbrella of like basically yeah. I don't fit anywhere, so I'm Americana. <laughs> no, and we need we need to. Yes. Go, it's kind need, of the definition of what you said. Yeah. You know, they, but I think we need our it's own. It's just music. We need our own. You know, in theology, they talk about something called apologetics, uh, where you kind of defend the gospel, defend the 
we need a sort of a music industry apologetics where we say, <laughs> just because we're calling it Americana doesn't mean it's mutt music. Yes. <laughs> it doesn't mean that it's inferior in its craft. Correct. Right. It's, you know... It's, I think it's better in his craft to tell it you the truth. It is better because opinion. it's an amalgamation of it all. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like, I started mm-hmm. off with rock and roll. I was I wanted to be a... Me too. A Jesus, <laughs> Jesus Christ yeah. Superstar was the first record I ever owned. Was it really? From the movie. <laughs> yeah. And Judas. Jesus! Like, exactly. Oh, like that. Yeah. You know, I'm going to try to Anyway, so, you know, just, I come from that, but I, I like the texture of country music. I yeah. like the, I like the, 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 the amalgamation of all the, the, the different filaments that come in there oh, yeah. that just kind of make it go 3D. You know, yeah. rock and rock and roll is just like straight bow. Oh, yeah, two, four, two, four, and then you bring all those country feels in there. It's like all uh-huh. of a sudden you're looking at a 3D sound or whatever. Yeah. And then I also like blues and folk. So yes. I am, Me too. I am a lyric as well, yeah. where you don't have to be the lyric. You're right. You know, I mean, yes. when you start listening to country, growing up on rock and roll in Cleveland, where I grew up in Cleveland, the rock and roll capital of the world, where the Hall of Fame is and everything, um, the lyrics weren't as deep in rock and roll. And they start listening to country, and you're like. Oh, yeah. Well, the substance it, here yeah. is uh, stories. And, yes. Um, it's, it's pretty fascinating. And, but then there's a lot of furniture. and Furniture. And, and there are a lot of nouns in country music. Yeah. But if you really analyze some of the rock and roll, um, sometimes I'll pull out those lyrics. And I'm like, I never noticed the poetry of this because I got lost in the groove. In the groove. Yeah. And yeah. it's actually, some of it's more thought-provoking it, than you realize. Yeah. yeah. I didn't mean to generalize. The, the, no, there are some uh, fantastic lyrics in rock music. It's, yes, it's, there are. It's interesting. But one, another thing I like to teach, well, you can take the girl out of the university, but you can't take it. <laughs> um, <laughs> is it my, one of my mottos this semester is, every piece of a song should say the same thing. So yes. it, it, the lyric is not the only thing speaking. The music speaks. The groove speaks. The chord progressions speak. The the embellishments in those chords, whether you're using um, basic triads or adding nines, elevens, and thirteens, you know, mm-hmm. every piece of the song tells the same story, creates the same feeling. Songwriters and songwriters to be, there is a very important lesson right there. Yes. Everything points toward that. Yes. Look, that yeah. that the idea of the song, which is yeah. so important, and the emotion that's created because. What I've noticed in the genre distinctions, mm-hmm. the Americana doesn't create those walls and boundaries. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times in country music, you'll hear, oh, the lyric is the most important. And in rock, you'll hear the groove is the most important. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's a whole song, you know? It's the like, whole thing. And okay, yeah. my left foot's yeah. not as important as my right hand. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's a whole... <laughs> I agree. 100%. Yeah. I do too. Yeah. Well, you, let's well, let's agree on this. We need another song. Uh, Can we do another song? Let's do another song. Yeah, like, I'm enjoying the conversation, but it's about music too <laughs> and conversation. So, what you can do for us? <laughs> um, do you want to do? Do you know me? This, you talked about that, or um, no? We could. I was thinking oh, about doing Harmless Heart. Do you know? Oh, I probably have something. Wow. I probably have something. <laughs> Kim McLean and Eve Sellis are our guests. Um, you're listening to the Songwriter Connection podcast. Okay, this song uh, I wrote uh, with my well, my co-writer was Liz Rose. We were uh, uh, we are dear friends, and uh, we wrote this for Trisha Yearwood. Wonderful. So, and it was on Trisha's Inside Out album. Awesome. And, uh, I think it got replayed in Ethiopia or something. Uh, I have so a lyric cool. here if you want to peek on. Um, you know what? I can. I have an iPhone here, so I'm just gonna look it up. Because <laughs> I bet you your lyric is since Trisha did it. 
See, you feel like you've arrived when somebody can Google your lyric and find it. Oh, yes, you have. (laughs) You said you were afraid to trust. So sorry for yourself, it must be hard. Living inside your head. I'm no angel in disguise. Had my share of alibis, but I was true to you. Then every word I said, it was the use. You believe whatever you want to. You can run, you can hide. Love will still come to find you. You can turn it away. Keep romancing your pain You're the best at self-defense I'd say you've mastered the art But baby mine was a harmless heart In your eyes I'm like the rest You set me up to fail the test and prove Everyone lets you down The ghost of all that might have been Keeps tapping on your shoulder But you just keep right on moving You never turn around If you ever do I hope you see That I really loved you You can run You can hide Love will still come to find you You can turn it away Keep romancing your pain You're the best at self-defense I'd say mastered the art But baby, mine was a harmless heart Our guests are Kim McLean and Eve Sellis on the Songwriter Connection podcast song that was recorded by Trisha Yearwood and written by uh, our guest Kim today. We're going to take a little break and then we'll talk a little bit more about the song and uh, that wonderful guitar you're playing. Okay. <laughs> Don't go away. You pick the next You're listening to the Songwriter Connection, connecting with music makers and hearing their songs and stories. Now back to the show with your host, Dave Linehan. Well, thanks for listening again. We have uh, Kim McLean and uh, Eve Sellis with us on the podcast. And uh, I got to, Kim, I, I need to talk, talk to you about this wonderful guitar you have. You are a great guitar player, by the way. Thank you. I've, I've watched you perform. You've done some <laughs> studio work and things. And, yes. Yeah, and, you, and you produce. And, but you've got a very cool guitar. And tell us about this. This guitar, I've been co-writing with Loretta Lynn since 2018. Yeah. 
We had to take a break no, during really? COVID. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, it was just a joy. We actually yeah. uh, got together to pray together. Man. And, wow. uh But, you know, we're both songwriters. And, yes. And, uh, I had just been through a hard thing. She said, well, what? Tell me what's going on in your world. So I was talking to the queen of country music. The queen so of I, country. I told her my whole heartbreak. Oh. So we wrote a song and it got things going. Wow. <laughs> she said, let's get this on the radio and that'll show them. <laughs> <laughs> but um, then uh, she said, Kimberly, I need to give you one of my guitars. Wow. And uh, and it took a, a then COVID happened. Oh, and so yeah. when I went back to see her after COVID, Where's my guitar, Loretta? I still want a guitar. Mm. And so I was. We were sitting there writing, and she. We were eating uh, fried green tomatoes, <laughs> <laughs> like you do like with you Loretta. Do. With Loretta, yeah. <laughs> oh, they were so good. They were oh. so hot. Oh, oh um, And uh, her manager walked in carrying a big box, and he handed her a sharpie, and he took this guitar out, and she signed it to me. Wow. And, uh, and it's got a picture of her. When she first started in country music, she was thir- I think she was really, yeah. you know. It's a very like, young ready. Yeah. Yeah, like maybe wow. young teenager. And then it's an epiphone, beautiful, beautiful black, and has a, in pink letters, it says honky tonk girl yeah. on it. And uh, and so we've been writing songs on this one ever since. Wow. And I found this strap in my hometown that has pink roses and black Match background perfectly. matches. Yeah. So. I imagine then, there's a lot of great songs in that guitar right there. She, she said, um. Uh, she said, "No, I'm gonna be following. I'm giving you the one. This it's actually a new guitar, so it's in her line of guitars. Mm-hmm. So she hasn't written songs with it, but uh, but we've written. Well, she has. We've co-written with, with it with me playing. Yeah. Um, but she said, I'm giving you the one with my picture on it. So I'm gonna be watching you, follow <laughs> you <laughs> everywhere you go. So I I just love that. Yeah. So much She's fun. looking up at you every time you play a song. What a beautiful image. Yeah. Absolutely. So so. And was that kind of intimidating to sit down and write a song with Loretta Lynn? Well, if I hadn't been so heartbroken, it probably would have been. Yeah. <laughs> we, were just, oh, we were just talking, and I said, I said I'm thinking about writing a song about it. Like, and, and I said the opening lines. I said, I've got these two opening lines, and here's the title it's going to be called. And I said them. And as I said the lines, I, uh, I was holding, um, there was a, I don't remember what the exact scenario was, that there was a guitar in the room. It wasn't this one. Uh, and I picked it up. I said, it would go a little bit like this. And not knowing, and I sang the first line, the second line, she said, and she, she like sang the third line, <laughs> and that, then we were off. And so I didn't have time to... To really, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We were just... You were just in the moment. In the moment, yes. yeah. Yes, and uh, I think later I thought about it, like, oh my gosh. What just happened? Because it was neat, because I have a, I have a bit of a southern draw. And uh, people used to tell me, you sound a lot like Loretta Lynn when you, you sing. Know, I always said that a little bit ago. Yes. That's and, interesting. Uh, and I didn't, I, I didn't even, I had not made that connection. And But then when I met her, mm-hmm. uh, I knew her her daughter, Patsy, a little bit before them from being around Little Big Town Publishing. Yeah. Uh, not not much. And her husband, Philip, is a great guitar player, great songwriter. Um, but when I got in the room with her, uh, okay, this makes total sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, well, yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Cool story. I know it. <laughs> I can't Meyer top Tyler. that. Can you? Even, no, Cole Meyer. All I can yeah. do is say, do stop making that noise. You sound just like an old bird. Because <laughs> that's the one line from the movie I remember. <laughs> 
That's hilarious. I, know. I love it. I know. So good. And oh. um, I, I, can you say the other little thing that's happening? Well, you don't have to talk I, about it in you detail. Know. You could just say, yeah, you know. Well, we don't know. know. We got some. Well, there's some more surprises coming. There are. I, I, I probably can. We, we. Cool. Um, we wrote the sad country song. A couple of them. It took a while to get the whole story out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then she said, "I want to write some gospel songs." She, she loves the Lord. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And we had prayed together so much, and I would take anointing oil because I'm an ordained minister. You are, in the, yes, in the Church of the Nazarene. Wow, really wonderful thing. And I'm I'm planting a new church. Eve is part of it. It's called yes. Music City West. Yes. Wow, and uh, it's brand brand new. That's cool. Uh, but she, we would have communion. I would take my communion elements, and we did that. Uh-huh. She said, "Everybody needs to know. Everybody needs to know this soul. Everybody needs to love the Lord." And I want to write some gospel songs. So we wrote one called A Song and a Prayer. And then we wrote uh, uh, several more. And uh, now we're turning that into a, a book. That's great. I know. Uh, we're turning the lyrics into... Wow. Yeah. Congratulations. So we're, That's great. We're, um, it will uh, should be out next year. And we're, mm. uh, we've just almost... Uh, it's in editing now. Great. Editing. What's it called? What's it going to be called? It's called A Song and a Prayer. A Song and a Prayer. A song and a Prayer. Something to look for. I uh, know. It's going to yeah. be so good. It's really that. good if I do say so myself. All right. <laughs> oh, I can't wait That's to read it. That's such a great story, too. And <laughs> so so neat how it all kind of just came together. It wasn't like, you know, a planned thing. Right? No. It was it just wasn't. like, you no. know, because there's a saying. I love the saying. Trina t- says this. It's not. It's not who you know. Mm-hmm. It's who knows you. Who knows you? One of my favorite because things. Yes. when you guys yeah. got together, she knew you guys met each other on a soul level. Yeah, and you are very similar. Yeah. When I hear, mm-hmm. she sounds so much like Loretta. <laughs> 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 yeah, even when she sings, sometimes I'm like, girl. <laughs> it's like you couldn't be intim- or I couldn't feel intimidated because I was looking at a at a soul connection. Yeah. And, Wow. So there's, yeah. That's and that's great. what it is when you what find story. that right person to write with. Like Kim mm-hmm. and I, we've yes. been friends for so long. I don't really have to hardly, she knows me so well as a friend, but she also knows me so well as an artist mm-hmm. that, you know, we'll go, hey, I want to write a song about this. And it's going to da, 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 da. And she can do it all by herself if she wants to. She's pretty cool and lets me be in the room too. But, um, <laughs> like you know, feeling. but it's that, it's that, that is magic. Yeah. That is. It is. And you know how it is because like when you're in the room with someone and you're not connecting, it's like, oh man, I had canceled my dental appointment for this. That's a terrible you know, feeling, you got to be it? at the dentist. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. it is terrible. But it is. Connect, people don't realize it happens, you know, and it's in Nashville's a co-writing community and there are times you get in the room, it just isn't happening. You're doing co-staring instead of co-writing. Co-staring. <laughs> Yeah, and you're like, oh, you know, I wasted my. But it doesn't all. The magic doesn't always happen, but when it does, oh my, oh mm-hmm. my. Kim and Eve, our guests uh, on the Songwriter Connection podcast. Time for another song, huh? Would you, yes, you let's like do it. Go? Let's do it. Uh, well, by request um, by our host uh, Dave, you mentioned this song, and and uh, to be honest, it's a song we wrote a long time ago that we've never really got. We just didn't get it you know, unless we were together uh-huh. and we were living in different states. It was hard to do because there's so many um, intricate harmony parts, mm-hmm. and it, they they cross. You know, it's like. Um, lightsaber when you cross the screen. Oh, yeah. They they just go back and forth and and, um, I think it would just be very difficult for somebody to learn your part. I'm just saying. Your part is complicated. Yeah. As songwriters like to say, it's complicated. (laughs) It's complicated. (laughs) 
Well, I heard this song on like, this. The melodic, be recorded. melodic tapestry, and it's just so, we love singing it, and it's just it's powerful. It hurts it, for you. This it song does hurt for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it, and then we'll get the story behind it. Okay, it's called "Where'd You Go."
Kim McLean, our guest on the Songwriter Connection podcast. Lots of lessons in that song. First, I want to talk about melody. Oh my gosh, that melody is fantastic. It's just so beautiful. It's almost, speaking of Bach, like a Bach two-part invention because Mm -hmm. both parts are really melodies. Yeah. Yes. Mm. So, yes. Yeah. So melody, is that something you both worked on together or did one have an idea for the song and the other the melody? Or both, how did you, tell us about how it was written. We were sitting in Henry's room. Yes, we were. We were surrounded by toys. Surrounded by toys. And I feel like Kim, the music comes to Kim. I think the whole song kind of comes to her and is just standing there, Mm -hmm. like in a shadow by the door. And she's like, all right, come on in. You know, uh, because I remember the music. I remember you starting to play that lick, that Mm -hmm. that intro lick. Yeah, Yeah. you might have the music. And then it's just so Beautiful. we were so sad. It was just mm-hmm. really well, I was going, heartbreak. Yeah, I was and tough times. And so we, <laughs> uh, it, it just kind of that that feeling led the harmony. I mean, led the melody. Excuse yeah. me. And then the harmonies come because Kim's she's well she's I just got that down from the mountain harmonies. Those harmonies that. Like, you know, I'm like the one, three, five, gotcha. I can go try <laughs> at any day of the week. Just tell me which one I am, right? Yeah. But the ones that you do that are just like, well, and for me the melody. I prefer to get the melody first because the melody tells me what the words are. You know, that's a really good Isn't point. That interesting. I, I've heard people that do it just the opposite. Yes. And and but it's I think it's a, I think it has a lot to do with the song that you're writing too. It does. Uh-huh. If I if I have the words first, the song typically feels a little more stiff to me. Yeah. With the exception of Bump in the Road, but that was a different thing. Different thing. <laughs> and so the, yeah. the melody carries the emotion so that the lyric, uh, they have to mm-hmm. uh, calibrate together, yeah. you know? So it just, it's almost like you listen and you play it and you hum it again and again and again. And so, yeah, we just started talking. But the, the harmony there... Um, is weaving from the outro from the alto to the mm-hmm. soprano. It's crossing parts. So yeah. it's breaking a few rules. It's yes. just beautiful. Rules but, are meant to be broken. But it yeah. is. It's weaving all around like, yeah. a, like right. a secondary melody. So. And you talked about that melody and uh, we talk about things called prosody uh, where it has that feeling and the lyrics match that. Everything matches that feeling. So I could see how it would start with the melody especially with a song like and that. And that's 
Yeah. Every piece yeah. of the song yeah. says the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Like has, we said before. Like you make. said before. Prosody, yeah. prosody, prosody, you say tomato. I say tomato. tomato. <laughs> it, that's, that's a new lingo. That's a new word. It's not a new word to literature. Mm-hmm. But it's fascinating to me that in the years that I've been in Nashville and then since I started teaching, how often that word comes, comes up out in yeah. textbooks because books started having to be written on songwriting and now you can get songwriting degrees. Mm-hmm. Um, but that and, and, and that word became a, a good way to explain it because mm-hmm. we when we came up through the ranks, uh, don't mean to date myself, but there were no classes. We just we found came, out today that we're not baby boomers. We're, we're Generation Jones. <laughs> Generation Jones. Generation Jones. Yeah. We learn from doing and co-writing and yeah. talking and experiencing and watching. And, yeah. and we had to start putting it into uh, it's almost an academic kind of language. Yeah. And uh, so I never think to even use that word. Huh. <laughs> well, you know, it's. It, 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 I think what people don't realize it's songwriting, and we say it time and time again, songwriting is a craft, and, and you can work on that craft, and you can learn uh, to be a better songwriter. Yeah. And, and you see that every day in, in what you do at Traveca, uh, don't you? you? I do. Yeah. And, and you, everyone... You can't just tell everyone to write exactly the way you write, or you can destroy the the way the gift wants to come to them. Yeah, that's a good point. I think that's great to say because as an artist, you know, like Kim, you know, <laughs> watching someone like Kim, like, you just like give up. You're <laughs> never going to be like that. That's her gift is just yeah. it's God given. No, first time I saw her, I'm going home and chop up all my gifts. Yeah, exactly. I'm, like, I'm, I'm done. But <laughs> yeah. but you can't you can't get mad at yourself or down on yourself that your yeah. process is different than someone else's. That's true. And I love that you encourage that with people because yeah. I wasn't. Mm-hmm. I would just let the dark voices in my head tell me, you suck, you're not good enough, you're not be good enough. And we all have them, you know. So Yeah, we do. Yeah. Human nature. Yes. Yeah. And you can't qualify a song based on which was written first in music, the chords of the word. No. You, can't, <laughs> you can't say, oh, this was written in 30 minutes, so it's better. Or this one was written in in 10 years, and it's better. Yeah. Not, you cannot. No. There's an aspect of songwriting that, and all writing really, that's mysterious. Yeah, I agree. It is. There's a craft, but you learn the craft to, to let that through. Yeah. Oh, that's. I, I love the way you put that. And it's yeah. so true. It becomes the channel. Yeah. Yes. Now, the other thing I wanted to talk about, uh, lesson two, I think in that last song is imagery, um, yes. and you have a way of painting a picture uh, in the songs that you write, and I just that whole about the diamond sinking into the you know the, the sea and watching it disappear, um, and the way uh, that metaphor worked to to the song. Imagery is very important, isn't it? I mean, you yes. can see that happening. Yes, but um, yes, it's good. And but I have to keep in mind a lot of people that I see starting out think, oh, if we come up with a bunch of really cool nouns, <laughs> you know, let's put kumquats and monkeys in this song. You know, <laughs> nobody's ever said that, but it's the verb. I snorted. I'm sorry. <laughs> <It's> the... <laughs> it happens. I'm sorry. It's the. Thank you for calling me funny. <laughs> it's the verbs. I mean, it really, when you it, the the verbs have so much. Yes. You know, like we could have said, diamonds drifting into the sea, diamonds sinking yeah. into the sea. Right. You know, the diamonds were falling, like you're, and and so I really pay a lot of attention to that, and I notice that if you're going to do a song with really really groovy nouns mm. in it <laughs> and furniture in it, it's yeah. the way you seal them together when which. Every word in a song, and one of my sayings, and every make every word count. Make every word because count. Because every word, you said 3D earlier, every word is 3D to someone listening to the song. 
Mm. Because everyone's got their own story behind every word of the song. Oh, yeah. And so that's... Do you remember, because we were just talking about this song the other day, and you had an image of what you thought it it was, and (laughs) I had it, and you're like, I never We both had a reference. Uh, We probably discussed it that day, and we don't remember. No, exactly. (laughs) You're right. Um, Because I love how the stars are pouring down. She wrote, stars stars are pouring pouring down, like rain. Pouring, that verb. It's a great, Yeah. yeah. The sky is on the ground. And you know, we all know that what that is. Yeah. That's the that's the reflection of the sky on the water. On the water, yeah. You know, it's and it, but you didn't say that. You said the sky is on the ground. I just like, don't oh. tell, yes. And mm-hmm. then it's like Show diamonds it. falling deep into the sea. Yeah. And so do you remember what you said? Do you remember what you thought that what you thought For of? me, I have been reading Anais Nin's yeah. diaries. Yeah. And she's such an eloquent writer, and uh, especially in her early years, uh, she let some of the magic really flow out. And that was an image in one of the wow. about a diamond bracelet falling into the. Wow! And then I and said, I always think of the Titanic. I, I was going to say the same thing. I always do too. Because what are you talking about? I'm like, you know, with the, lit, with the elderly lady, she goes to the very end of the boat and she drops the gazillion yeah, dollar diamond down into the water. How, how about the the skies was so dark in that, and all those stars looked like they were coming yes. right down into the water. It's the sim, so amazing. Yeah. yeah, probably. So, when, yeah. Probably right. It you probably said that. Yeah, I, know, so I don't know when I thought of the other. But it's funny how that image just comes into your mind as I'm hearing those words and you sing them. That's the kind of image. It, that's what I mean by imagery. It, it's it's first and foremost, and but it's but it's in also, your brain. It's also what you fill in, what you fill the tank up with. Because uh-huh. you were reading on Ace, and that just that resonated with you somehow, and you're like, okay, file that away, and ooh, that's a cool image. Yeah. <laughs> and that filing cabinet for when you need it when you're writing a song, and then you, yeah, and that stuff comes out, you know. And yeah. And um, I'm just now as I've gotten older, you know, I was not a, a, a avid reader, and part of the I think it's just because when I read books, I fall asleep. <laughs> and I read the same thing over and over and over. Yeah. So uh, Audible has changed my life. Audible, you know, because they, they read you wow. the books and I, t- I listen while I'm on my walks. And so I get all sorts of Great good nuggets and, and, and whatnot. And wow. so um, I've, I've, I've discovered that that's made a huge difference in my own songwriting of coming up with ideas. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, where'd that come from? Oh. That came from that book, or that came, yeah. you know, or that, you know, you hear something else in a movie or whatever that age, because I'm a visual learner. I always have been. And you it, can see the, the value of listening to the books training you for lyric writing because you're going to be presenting these orally. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. I never thought of that. I have to listen more audible. It's yeah. great. I do love reading. I wonder if they have the diaries of Anna. It's yeah. also really cool to listen to an author mm-hmm. read their book. Yeah. I think that's the coolest thing. And one of my favorite books, which um, so. is, uh, <clears throat> well, one of the first books, let's just say it, put it that way, it was Amanda Palmer's The Art of Asking. And so I had actually bought the book first and mm-hmm. read it, believe it or not, didn't fall asleep. And at the end of each chapter, she had lyrics to a song. Oh, She's that's a songwriter. Neat. So I thought, mm. that's great. But on the Audible book, she read the chapter and then they played the song. And she played it on the Audible thing, so you get the song. That and I'm is like, really oh, cool. Kim, you better do that. <laughs> yeah. That'll be that'll come with your book with Loretta. You know, and it's for, <laughs> you, you and Loretta can read the book here, and then yeah. play the song. <laughs> you know, hearing like, the uh, no, no, hearing the uh, the author uh, read the book has got to be a lot like uh, one of my favorite things about coming to Nashville and, and living here in Nashville is going to see uh, writers, hit writers especially. Uh, sing the songs that you heard on the radio, but to hear the artist sing it, and the guy who, or the person who wrote it sing yeah. it, is is really something, you know. Yeah, and they get the story behind it. Yeah, and you get it, it, it's a different, you know, because an artist is going to take it and and just you know interpret it 
and make it come alive for themselves. Yeah. Because as an artist, if you don't believe it, the audience is never going to believe it, right? right? Uh-huh. And that's why I think, you know, Kim writes these songs and immediately my, my soul starts vibrating at a different level. I'm like, ah, I can do that. <laughs> and then I'm like, it's so funny. She would come visit and we would tour and she'd do a sound check and she'd play a song. I'm like, what's that? What's that song? <laughs> <laughs> I got to do that song. And she'd play, you know, and, uh-huh. and so we ended up recording. We have our own records and then uh, yeah. we have like songs that we've written together but also songs of hers that we've both recorded separately oh that's so, so great it's yeah. fun yeah, yeah that's you, pretty neat you know you're a producer when did that all start for you um was that like a natural progression from from songwriting to producing your own songs well yes yes because i started out uh studying classical music orchestration composition mm-hmm. uh, a long time ago even back in high school so I always thought in all of those parts, and then I'd been in a bluegrass band, then I had mm-hmm. a southern rock band, and churches, and all the stuff, and working with the different musicians, and working with orchestras at a big church I went to in New Orleans, and mm-hmm. so it was kind of in there, and so the training ground had been kind of late, and I see production, you've got to think of all of those parts, mm-hmm. uh, but in Nashville it's so unique because you go in and you do it, you're doing the arrangement and the orchestration on the spot. You know, as opposed to working with an actual orchestra, there's so many more parts to work oh, with. Exactly. You've got to write yeah. out the scores and all. But we have to think, really. Yeah. And and so from sitting for hours listening to Vivaldi and all of the, the stuff wow. and having to analyze those parts. And then when I moved to Nashville, uh, they started training me to demo songs. And, and they learned the Nashville number system, right? <laughs> learned the Nashville number system, yeah. which was great. And they uh, started out working at County Q, doing all of my demos oh, there. And, wow. But I was writing so prolifically and uh, that I had a lot of songs. And with each consecutive publishing deal, I was allowed to demo more and more songs. Yeah. And had the budget to do it. So it was a sonic playground for me. Oh, cool. You know, and get to experiment. And there was time and budget to play with everything. And then I got a publishing deal with Paul Worley, who's one of the great all-time producers. He is, yeah. And, and learned quite a bit from him, and he and I produced a little bit together. And um, mm. so it, it, it was born very naturally. I know you produced um, our friend's Credenda, one, yes. of, their, one of their records. And oh, we love them. They were on the podcast, too. Oh, there you go. Great harmony. Yes. And that must have been a, a thrill. So Yes, yeah. their harmonies are so... And, and it was... It's so exciting working with them because they were so new to Nashville. So yeah, it it, uh, it was uh, special being the wise. kind of being their their gateway. I feel like I was uh, an early stepping stone for them. Yes, and, yes, and I love them dearly. Yes, yes. Well, let me ask you this: Now you're going to produce one on both of you together, or have you already? We did one. You did yes. one. Okay. Yeah, we did. As a matter of fact, people kept asking, when are you guys going to do a record together? Where yeah. So that was actually when we wrote Where'd You Go for that Where'd project. You go? We okay. thought we'd just do like three or four songs. And then now, did you record sudden, that? Yeah, Is that did. recorded? It's okay, recorded. so it's out there. Yes. And we can find it anywhere <laughs> you get music. Point, anywhere you get music, yeah. What's the, the, what's it called? What's the album called? Uh, you know? <laughs> the album's called... Uh, Oh my goodness! Our record, we're, our group is called um, we call Cactus it, Honey. Yeah. We were we called Cactus ourselves Honey. by a duo name okay. and called it Cactus Honey because she was from California, <laughs> and I'm from North Carolina, where the honey is. Where the honey Although is. she's yes. sweeter than I am. Oh uh-huh. wait, 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 wait! <laughs> <laughs> but then I think we called the record. Do we call it um, Life is Groovy or Gro- what? We call oh, it? Groovy Life. Groovy Life. That's Groovy right. Life. So you we can find it. Groovy that? Life. Yeah. 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 Cactus honey. Cactus so honey. Th- then 
you don't refer to yourself that today, uh, do you? Or no, because no. I would have said our guests today are cactus honey. Yeah, <laughs> which is a cool name. It's a really it's cool, a cool name, name. But no, no, it's no. We yeah. it's a one off. And, I get you. and uh, mm-hmm. who knows? You never know what the future might hold. But that's how we, <laughs> we find you. <laughs> dandelion wine. Dandelion wine. Dandelion wine. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, that's pretty cool. We should do a contest to come up with cool names. That yeah. would be cool. Yeah. Now you also sing with another uh, wonderful uh, lady in town. Yeah. Um, and, and it's uh, Randy, who's been ours. Randy uh, Driscoll. She was going to try to drop by today. She oh, couldn't couldn't it. make it. But uh, you guys sing three-part harmony and everything. Mm-hmm. And you call yourselves... Three of hearts. Three of hearts. I'm wearing the hat today. Wear, we look have, at yes, that. We have, well, a ball cap. We each have a ball cap ball with cap. hearts when we work together. Three of oh. hearts. And we're not, we're not a trio. We're just a, un, uh, a unique round. A unique round. So we learn each other's songs and we practice and... Uh, Speaking of rounds, parts, yeah. we on a recent show um, with Mark Allen Barnett, we talked about the Nashville rounds, mm-hmm. and we did a little one around this dining room table, Neat. and it was a lot of fun. But what I just found out about you when you stepped over today uh, is that you're really on the kind of the ground floor of what became yeah. the Nashville round that we talked a lot about a lot in our, our past podcast. So if you can briefly tell us that story, and then we'll do one more song and, <laughs> okay. and, and do a wrap on our, our show today. Okay. But yeah, the Nashville round. Yeah, tell us yes, about it. Yes, when I moved to town, the Bluebird was just getting started. It looked exactly like it does today. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Same I think carpet, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, Same several, Same. several of those stains are mine from years ago. <laughs> and we were have, I was writing for Little Big Town, had my first publishing deal, and they started taking the writers that were on staff uh, play this new venue called the Bluebird, and we would be on the stage, very tiny little stage, mm-hmm. um, and it was it was a, a wonderful room to play in because it, they have a shush rule. Yeah. To, it's a listening room. It is a listening room. And we call out industry. They would have industry people there, and some of the writers on staff got cuts because of playing their songs there because producers, A&R people, yeah. and artists would be in the audience. Uh, Toby Keith was there one time when I... Wow. He said he loved my song, then he didn't cut it. I don't know. Do something like that. Oh, man. That's Toby for you. And then Tom, <laughs> Tom Schuyler uh, said, well, you know, what would be neat is put, well, this is the way I, I was told the story by uh, my publisher, um, let's put um, microphones in the middle of the room and uh, and have the audience surround, right, instead of being on stage. That would be different. And That's then we so can get cool. four writers performing at the same time because the stage was so small you could hardly get four people right on there and uh so they crossed crisscrossed the the mics and we sat in and around and that started it and started that term as far as i know mm-hmm. in in the round in nashville and then before you knew it it was everywhere yeah and you know i know we brought it up to cincinnati i lived in cincinnati before moving here and uh, was involved in the cs uh, mc uh, <laughs> National Songwriters Association, NSAI. Uh, and w- we had this little place we used to play called Claremontian. And, and uh, one of our guys brought a, uh, Greg um, bought a lamp. And we put a lamp in the center. And we would uh, nice. arrange all the chairs around. And I remember we used to do a songwriter festival in Batavia, which is east side of Cincinnati. 
And uh, we did the same thing. We had, we had, we had a tent. We had uh, you know hay bales around us, and it all set up. We had the lamp in the center. And whenever we had a hit songwriter come in, they would sign the lamp. You know, oh, and he still has that lamp. And so we're playing one day, and walking down the midway is Carol King. I swear, Carol <laughs> King is wow. walking. Down. She was in town politicking for uh, Sherrod Brown, who had an office there. And uh, so she goes, "Oh, that's just like the Bluebird," and she comes into the tent and she signs our lamp. It was so cool. Yeah. Wow. But it all grew out of the bluebird and what you were doing there. That's Lars, so cool. Lars, the story I know. That's um, not true. Let's spread the rumor. That's our story and we're sticking to it, right? As far as you know. As far as you know. <laughs> now there's a podcast I did for you, one called As Far As You Know. <laughs> as Far As You Know. That'll be the next podcast we produce for sure. How about you, ladies, taking us out with another song, one of your great songs? I just have enjoyed you so much today. You pick one, Eve. Me? Eve, your turn. (laughs) Um, Well, you know, of course, I would love to do, I think I'd love to do I Choose Love. Okay. I'm with you. That's a great song. It's such a good song. It it, is. It's a song that helped save my life. So we'll, you know, oh, how did it help you know how songs can do that? Yeah. Just going through a very, very, very dark, hard time, lots of things going we all have it we all have mm-hmm. had those hard dark yep. times yep. tragedies and um you know my uh, counselor said hey get out and start walking and you know the sunshine will help mm-hmm. you know just getting that vitamin d helps your kind of your whole being but i want you to say these words i want you to say i choose love i see love everywhere i choose love i see love everywhere so over and over wow. and over and at first i didn't believe it you know you're just walking around just saying it like you don't mean it and then after a while, you start meet, feeling it, and then you start believing it. Then you start seeing love everywhere. Oh, you see wow. love in the clouds, like sh- cloud-shaped, heart-shaped clouds, and heart-shaped leaves, and gum, yeah. and it was everywhere. It was there eggs in the morning? It was your ketchup? It was whatever, because <laughs> you're looking for it. And yeah. whatever you're looking for in that energetic field, if you're looking for love, you're gonna find it. Wait, there's a song. Uh-huh. Wait, never mind. Uh, that's not the one. But anyway, <laughs> so um, I, I just knew I had to write a song called "I Choose Love," and I knew the only person to write with was Kim. Was Kim? Oh wow! And I, so I told her she knew because you know our lives are parallel, and so of course she'd been going through a pretty hard time too. She's like, oh. I know exactly what to say in this song. So mm. we wrote this song together, and I just love singing it. It's like a prayer. And it is, yeah. you know, words have power as songwriters. Yeah. Words, like you said, every word has 3D imagery and it all means something and yeah, matters. And so every word in this song means something and matters. And the chorus is a kind of a mantra of that, of that whole feeling of walking down the street, trying to feel better when, when uh, the clouds are dark and you're trying to get, you know, get out of that dark place. Sounds like a song the world needs right now. Yeah. I agree. When the shadows fall and fade to black And the rising waters rage and crash And the ground I stood on crumbles out from under me When the ones I trusted turn away And they bend me until I could break My defense is my surrender To what I believe I choose 
forgiveness seems just out of reach I will wait until the light finds me To unleash the chains of doubt And let the world be flawed Baby, we're all perfect as we are One dream, one answer to what heals us all. I choose love. I choose love. I performances ever around this old Duncan Aww. Fife dining room table. Fantastic. Thank you, Dave. Oh my gosh, your passion is just so amazing. Oh, thank you. Love that what you're song. Doing. I mean, just can you imagine mm. like imagine if it was a stadium and everybody was yes. singing that. That's right. That's I can how imagine. You change the world. You change the world through music. Music heals us all. Oh. And you can just just sing a song that's going to change the world. Yeah, and this one could. And that's exactly what we need right now. Thank you so much for being on the show. Kim McLean and Eve Sellers. We Thank have just you. had a wonderful time. Thank so good you. to get Thank to know you, you more. And, you too, Dave. Thanks for having us. Oh, man. I hope you'll come back uh, maybe season four. And then when they, maybe next time we're talking about a new record that, that Kim's uh, produced for you. I Absolutely. would love to hear it. Sounds like a good deal. I like it. <laughs> Join us again next week. We've got some really good guests coming up. We've got Dave Gibson, who's who's written oh, one of my all-time favorites. Isn't he great? He's yeah. going to be 
in the show. He's a co-host. Co- <clears throat> I don't know what you these people, y'all. Yeah. I have to watch the podcast. Wait. Sylvia's going to be on the show. Remember Sylvia? Nobody called today? Yeah. Sylvia's going to be awesome. on the show, too. So we're looking forward to it. Uh, join us again on the Songwriter Connection. And thank you for the, for listening. If you're, if you're listening to us on YouTube right now, don't forget to hit the like and subscribe. It's much appreciated. <laughs> you have a great one. We'll catch you next time. Yay. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Songwriter Connection podcast. Woo. Find us on social media at Songwriter Connection. Also, listen to Dave Lanahan's Nashville Connections radio show. It streams live every Friday morning on WOBL and WNOI. Look for us on Facebook and YouTube. See you next time on Songwriter Connection.